0: you're listening to Becca Stories, a podcast about mental health. My name is Becca and I'm a therapist just trying to find my own therapy while helping people at the same time. I'm sitting down to talk about my stories and how we can create room for a conversation about all the tough shit no one really wants to talk about. Welcome to Becca Stories. Hey everyone, welcome. Of course, my theme song has already told you who I am and what we are, but since this is the very first episode, I thought I would just say it again. Also, who actually knows how to start a podcast? Because I don't. So, um, this podcast is really just a fun thing for me and I'm hoping that you gain some things along the way. So starting out, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what I'm doing here and why this is so important to me. Becca's stories was a term that was coined by my family when I was younger. And really, it was like mostly because of my vivid imagination. I would come home from school, talk about my day, but I would include... So many details that other people would normally leave out. Really, I thought my stories were spectacular, and I thought people actually enjoyed them until I got older. So when I got into my preteen and youth years, my actual life events, the struggle and drama a normal teenager would go through, it was believed to be another Becca story. A lot of the time I would get looks like, okay, Becca, or people would say, she's just 13. It was so painful, but crazy enough, I just got used to it. I really started to believe that no one was going to listen to me. If I was going to say anything, I thought, might as well make it what other people want to hear. So this theme carried out way too long. When I did talk about the serious things, uh, people didn't listen. When I talked about the things that people wanted to hear, I was praised. For some reason, I felt that basically being a liar with a mask was better than my true qualities being rejected. So, basically, imagine coronavirus and this whole mask thing that we got going on, but a liar mask sounds about right so this is how abuse starts this is how your self-worth disappears this is how you convince yourself that moving forward can only be done with the permission of others ever since i was younger i have always wanted to be a helper I believe that the times of my life when I was telling others what they wanted to hear was me trying to discover a way to help others. So I thought maybe if I can help them, um, maybe if they feel heard, then they'll feel better. What I didn't know is that it might've been helpful to them, but I was 101% neglecting myself in the process. So obviously, the most rational thing to do in this situation is to continue neglecting yourself and become a therapist. <laughs> I still wanted to help people, but I knew that in order to truly um, help others, I, I had to learn how to help myself. Um, I joke around with my clients and I'll say, those who can't do, coach. Coach. And very, very true for me. <laughs> um, at least it was up until about a year ago. I, I've thought about that sometimes too. And, and just that quote and where it comes from. And I think to myself, like, do I really know how to mental health? Or am I just wandering through senses, hoping to arrive at a destination that somehow helps someone? of the time, I feel like Michael Scott from The Office. Like, I'm here to make others laugh and to make their days enjoyable and to entertain people. But really, I have no clue what I'm doing with my life. And honestly, sometimes that was okay. So anyways, back to the subject. How do my stories fall into this equation? So this is my time to tell the truth. Unapologetically. I have been exhausted the past year unpacking trauma that I did such a good job repressing that I really didn't even know it existed. And, well, it it hurt like hell. As I was trying to discover the point of living, I started to think about my stories and I thought... Why are details so important to me? Well, it took way too many counseling sessions for me to figure it out, but it's plain and simple. I deserve to be heard. Ah, a sentence that I never thought I would utter out of my own mouth. I am really, really tired of people just cutting me off and telling me that what I have to say isn't important. I know that my stories won't gain me fame or win me an award because really that's not my intention. My only intention is to tell these stories in a way that helps people understand the signs of mental illness. So I wonder, would I be struggling with the repercussions of post-traumatic stress disorder or major depressive disorder? If one person saw the signs, if one adult noticed and said, hey, Becca, it's okay to get help. I have no clue. And guess what? I can't turn back time. But I can make sure that we hear the next portion's story and we see the signs. I used to get really upset at myself for this. And I put myself through a lot of pain just going back into my past and saying, I could have never gone through this, if this, or maybe I would be better if this didn't happen. And I had a professor in my graduate school. Um, and he summed it up perfectly. And in our addictions class, he's talking about all these people that struggle with their past. And he said, the number one piece of advice that he gave people was to stop shooting on themselves. Because it stinks. Wow. How many times have we shoulda, coulda, woulda? I mean, really, that's kind of just what we do in general sometimes. So when we live in this world, this world that is all consuming of anxiety and depression, we have to take a step back. We should not be living in a world where someone dies by suicide and our response is, how did this happen? They looked so happy. We also shouldn't be living in a world where people stress about others having one bad moment or analyzing everyone's behavior. We should, however, live in a world where people don't ever have to feel like they have to figure things out alone. As a therapist, I get a lot of people that are scared to talk to me. It's almost like being a preacher, but I can't send them to hell. I can only figure out everything that's going on in their brains because basically I'm a mind reader. Not... My dad calls it psychoanalyzing. Well, guess what? I'm not Freud and I'm not going to ask you about your mother. Not a thing. But... I am going to be here to help you figure out the solutions that you already have. Because that's what a therapist is supposed to do, bring out the best in you and have you notice it. So my stories they're going to get pretty raw. My experiences are very different than what others thought they were. I truly think people are going to listen to this podcast and say, "Damn, how did I not see that? Well, here's your answer. I got tired of asking for help. So I just became a willing servant to the abuse I thought I deserved. Let me say that one more time. I got tired of asking for help. So I just became a willing servant to the abuse I thought I deserved over and over and over again. These stories, they might have some light and happy surfaces, but in the roots, I'll be talking about mental health and really just how it affects our day-to-day living. Topics such as depression, anxiety, trauma, sexual assault, abuse and power roles, suicide, self-harm, eating disorders, individualization, you name it, I'm going to cover it all. Because even though... I'm still young, because I think of myself as a kid when I tell these stories, which is, you know, trauma super fun. But I, I think the big thing with this these stories that I'm going to tell is they're going to be raw. They're going to allow me to truly show people that anybody can go through anything without being noticed. And that sucks. Unfortunately, when I was younger, I had to convince myself to live some days. And I don't wish that feeling upon anyone. If we don't have a place that's raw and real, our mental health will continue to be a stigma. Or just another story. I am fed up with my career being a stigma. And it is time things change. If it takes just a tad bit of courage to tell you all of my truth, I hope that eventually you will also find the courage to tell your truth. I'm going to go by a couple rules in this podcast to keep things on a solid level. I am all about being fair. So first, I'm going to be using courtroom rules in my story. If a person cannot defend themselves and is a part of my story, I'm not going to call them out. I will only be speaking my side of the story and will not have any hearsay. Just because people hurt me, it truly does not mean that I have the right to hurt them back. Again, something that society had, well, you know, encouraged me to do many times when I was hurt. Second, I'm going to have trigger warnings. At the beginning of each episode, I will address the subject of the next story or the story that I'm saying right now. Um, if at any point you're unable to listen because you feel a trigger, please click on the Get Help button on my website. You are not alone, you also deserve to be heard. And my help button on my website has every single resource that you can imagine to be heard. Um, I am a true believer in talking and allowing your feelings to surface so that way you can be human. Um, We don't have superpowers where we can hide all of our emotions and 100% be okay. We have to... We have to let it out some days. So I will encourage all of you. And just as I put it in my podcast and on get help or, um, on any Instagram, anything, um, get out a pen, write it down to get in touch with a counselor over the phone. You can call 1-800-273-8255, or you can text the crisis text line and text home to 741 741. I have worked for a crisis center and the crisis text line before and they are phenomenal organizations that truly want to help people and the trained counselors that they have on staff are great listeners. Use it. Third, Everyone is going to interpret my experiences in their own way. Let them. No one is wrong in their view or perception of my story. If people want to say hurtful things, let them. I mean, hell's bells, y'all. We live in a world where people say stupid shit on Facebook all the time because they have a keyboard and a computer screen and they just... Know that I can say all this shit and no one cares because they don't have to see me. I have seen some of the meanest, not a word, that's okay, people in the world just because they have a cover behind their phone or behind their computer screen. If people want to say shit to me, let them. Guess what? They got their own problems. They may not believe it, but... I'll be here when they're ready. And I encourage you to do the same. We are not going to agree on every single thing. And as much as every bone in my body aches, when people say hurtful things to certain populations or about topics that are hurtful to others, I got to take a step back and I got to say, That's very real to them because of an experience that they had, whatever that experience was, or whatever that raising was, it is very real to them. And as much as I don't want to, I need to respect it because respecting others is a human thing that we should just do. We cannot control what other people do. We can only choose and control how we react to it. Say that sentence again. We cannot control what other people do. We can only choose or control how we react to it. So for me, I choose to continue telling my story despite what other people are going to say about it. I think back to the stories that I told and goodness, I remember that there were times I would talk about abuse that I endured and had no clue that that's what it was. So I would talk about this and be so proud of something and not a single person would catch on. When I started to see what happened to me wasn't actually okay, I've presented people for a really, really long time. Now that I've moved past that, I wanna use this time to show the whole picture. Going back to that first rule, I truly believe that this is not anyone's fault of why I struggle with anxiety and depression and why I have PTSD. The only person's fault that it comes down to are the people that abused me and the people that exerted power over me in a negative way. It is not my fault. It is not the fault of my parents or my family or my friends for not recognizing it. I have to tell myself that some days um, as a reminder, but mostly because it's a lack of education Keeps people from being aware. So understand this while you're going through it. You don't have to live in a world where people are never going to understand you. But you can live in a world where you choose to understand other people. So obviously you get the option of whether or not you want to listen to this. I'm not requiring people to hear me. All I ask is that if you do listen to this, do better to hear others. So take these stories and my experiences as an educational tool, even better as a way to help others know that they don't need to stop living, um, that there is a life worth living out there. So here's my challenge. Let's do better together. If that's something that you're interested in, then stick around because this is the first of many podcasts. And next time, I'm going to share you a story about a poem that was written for me when I was in middle school. Um, and I think that it will put a couple things in perspective. So until the next time, I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Whew! You just made it through a whole entire episode. Congrats! Uh, if you want to get more super awesome content, you can check us out on our website at thebeccastories.com. If you want to follow us on any form of social media that Becca has no idea how to use, you can follow us at thebeccastories. I'll catch you all next time.